this thing. No title again. Is it rolling, Bob? Welcome to uh, Malcolm Lake. I'm going to let you uh, listen for a minute. That's the sound of Malcolm Lake. Very, very quiet. Uh, the only sound I've heard this morning is uh, the booming voice of Francis Wooby, who's uh, busy in the kitchen, whooping up scrambled eggs, pancakes, and uh, the call of a loon. And it's so nice to hear a loon call in the morning. I'm sitting out on the porch of the family cottage, his wife's family cottage. There's some birds now. And um, I, I was so impressed by the silence on this lake, unlike so many other cottage lakes. Um, but I had to go back in and get my recorder and tell you about it. It was not stupid. Hey, dude, can't you just sit back and enjoy the silence? And that's that's what I'm going to do. But I, I just needed kind of an introduction to uh, this new podcast, this new episode uh, that starts off with me sort of in recovery mode from uh, several cans of very good beer. We drank last night a, a variety, and we drank them in a, in a very well-thought-out order. Order. Uh, these are from a Charbot Lake brewery. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Francis would know. Uh, Francis, what's the name of the brewery that uh, we've been drinking their beer of from? Perhaps he didn't hear me. That's all right. Anyway, I'll get back to that. We paced ourselves. I, I arrived. It's a, it was a long drive to get uh, here. And then the last part of the, the drive in the road trek is down a one-lane, very, very narrow laneway. And there's no way to turn around or anything. And, of course, theirs is the very last property on this uh, this side of the lake. Um, I've been here once before. That was just with the uh, Toyota. But since I'm heading to Bar or to Bon Echo, half an hour back in the other direction, I brought the road trek. So uh, I'll need a little help backing out, but hey, you don't need to know about that. 
So I arrived, ready for that first beer, and Francis said, well, this is what I got. And he listed off the various ones. And we started off with a cerveza, cerveza, which was quite light. And then we moved into a, uh, I think, a pale ale. And then, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I know, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter as I'm telling it, but we put great thought into each one of them. And uh, ending with a, uh, a stout last night while we were back inside, uh, we spent the first few hours just sitting by the lake in these Adirondack chairs. And, um, well, what's the Canadian version of Adirondack chair? I, sh- I should correct myself on that. Um, and then moved in and uh, finished the stout. And then the very final one to uh, top off the night was a, uh, a a very good lager by this same company. And, um, yeah, unfortunately I developed a very sore throat. So I'm, I'm coming down with something, but I gargled some salt water and that helped a little bit. Did not sleep much, but I know that once I've set up camp, made the bed, and plugged in, I can have an afternoon nap. So, lots to look forward to, but here is the here and now. And it's looking out on this lake. I'll give a name for it. It's called Malcolm Lake. Uh, You probably wouldn't find it on a map, unless you really zoom in, but it's big enough. There's cottagers on the other side who uh, Francis complains every time they come out in their boat and make waves. But no sea dews, thankfully. Um, would, uh, it would be an absolutely beautiful lake for a canoe. You would not want a sailboat on here because it's completely still. And looking across at the trees, I, I posted a couple of pictures yesterday. It's a perfect mirror reflection in the water, like perfect reflection. And um, like I say, there are loons and turtles and... Uh, things that you do at a cottage, but Francis got it for the weekend for just the two of us, and the idea was to come up and uh, re-engage in conversation. I'm very, very interested in Francis's um, social work. He is a social worker and has worked with teens and now has moved on to adults and um, all over the place as far as Perth, uh, Charbot Lake, where, of course, they live, and uh, areas beyond. I don't know all the details, but I know that he's very well suited for this. Um, people who don't know Francis may have known him from the early days of the podcasting community. Even had his own for a while, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I think it was under the name of Les Iyer. <laughs> uh, he does listen to mine, which I am honored to have somebody as uh, as deep thinking as Francis. Uh, we did get into it. I, I should a bit of a. It wasn't a tiff, but. Uh, I wasn't even an argument. I suppose it was an argument. Uh, we both dug in our heels a little bit on the topic on on um, on maid, which Francis brought up, and uh, I accused him of being drunk and forcing me to state an opinion I didn't want to state. And I think Francis's point, to his credit, working with a lot of people who deal with depression, was um. What are the guidelines to make sure this doesn't become an option for somebody who's just depressed and fed up with their life and want to end it? And uh, I kept insisting, without proof or anything else, that no, that wouldn't be allowed. You'd never find two doctors who'd agree. And they said, how many doctors do you know? And uh, 
and it sort of went from there. We both dug in a little bit, and uh, evening ended. I guess we called a truce at some point. But uh, back on today to uh, good day, both in a state of recovery, both of us up during the night unloading. I don't know what it was about that beer, that brand, but boy, oh boy, um, there was a lot of it. There seemed to be a lot more of it coming out than went in, put it that way. Now, I've got a phone here with some pictures. Oh, you don't need to know the name of the brewery just yet. I promise I'll get to it later because, uh, to their credit, Every one of the beers we had was good. And uh, so kind of Francis, you know, to supply all this beer and then lay on a very nice dinner of pierogies and pork chops. So uh, there you go. Nice to have friends here. I've got the photos. The last beer we had was... um, Ah. Oops. A uh, snowshoe oatmeal stout. Lovely, lovely uh, artwork on the, on the cans. I mean, really, really good artwork. And the brewery is Kick and Push. Kick and Push Brewing Company. Kick and Push. That's kind of a catchy name, too. But the artwork is, is fantastic. Uh, very, very impressed. If you're ever driving along Highway 7 near Charbot Lake, um, stop at the Kick and Push uh, Brew Pub and pick yourself up. I, the oatmeal stout was excellent, but so were the um, uh, pale ales. They were strong pale ales, but uh, they were good. Trail Pale Ale. What was that? Frail Trail? Rail Trail Pale Ale. Rail Trail. So even the names are good. All right. So I guess I've given you enough of a, an update. I think I'm going to go back to... Uh, I'm sure the pancakes will be ready soon. Oh, it looks like Francis is setting the table already, so uh, he's probably too polite to interrupt me and say, Ken, get to the fucking table. So we'll end it on that note. Thank you for uh, for listening. And uh, I'll be back from uh, either here or um, Bon Echo. Bye for now. Ding-a-ling-ling. <laughs> Check, check, check. Ooh, I'm going to have to be quiet here because uh, it feels like voices would carry through this very quiet campground. It is um, a Bon Echo Provincial Park, huge park. And um, I'm sitting here by the fire. I'm in uh, campsite Sawmill, Sawmill Creek, I don't know, Sawmill something or other. Um, site number 146 and when I looked on the map uh, when I booked this back at home I saw it looked like it was a reasonable distance to Mazinaw Lake uh, and I'm very glad it is, it's a very steep downhill but uh, I went down this afternoon sat on my walker and uh, had a nice view, talked to a couple who just paddled across the lake to see the uh, petroglyphs and they had a big aluminum canoe, and uh, they thought it was quite fabulous what they had seen. It's a big lake, upper and lower Mazinaw. And, uh, yeah, it's a great park. I've been here several times over the years. Um, been a quiet day because I was, uh, boy, did not have a good night last night because of the uh, 
I don't know, I mean, this cold that I've got, this uh, sore throat, and um, it really knocked the energy out of me, and of course I hadn't slept at all, I was up several times to pee, uh, all the great beer we drank last night from uh, Kick and Push, and I did a little research thanks to uh, uh, Mr. Wooby pointing it out. It was the name of the railway. It was the name of the railway, Kingston and uh, Pembroke, and the idea was to build a railway back in the eighteen hundreds. And uh, it was never entirely successful, and got bought out by other lines, and uh, eventually disappeared. But now there's a trail, um, and the the tra- the railway because it all, was always breaking down was never very effective. It was nicknamed the uh, the K and P became the kick and push, just to get it going, which I think is funny. And so this brewery, brew pub in uh, Charbot Lake, which was one of the stops on that rail line, um, opened up, and they've just put out really good beer with just amazingly good labels on the cans. <coughs> Hang on. <coughs> wow. Yeah, that's a that's a. Um, it's a cold. Anyway, um, we had plenty last night. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, the trail, they named it um, the, the K&P Trail, which runs through Charbot Lake. It's a good hiking trail where the railway line used to run, I guess. And, um, yeah. All right. Enough of that. Glad you're interested. I was I was quite impressed, and uh, Mr. Wooby did a very good job promoting local businesses in Charbot Lake, where he lives, he and his family. His wife teaches in a uh, pretty well one-room schoolhouse. It's just uh, two teachers, <laughs> kids from uh, like kindergarten to grade five, I think she handles. I can't even imagine doing that, but it's a small group, so you can give them the individual attention pretty neat um so they're pretty they're 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 settled in the area where they are they've they've, uh, they've got quite a spread in their backyard anyway very good conversation last night but like i say it took a lot out of me and uh, today i have very low on energy so i've got a fire going i i like this new system i've got i um i buy one of these logs they're five dollars in the grocery store and these are the ones that are meant to be lit in your uh, basement or living room, whatever, uh, fireplace at home to go up the chimney. But um, they make perfect, and they burn for three hours. And what I do is I bring a little wood from home from the tree that we cut down and uh, lay a big fat log perpendicular to this uh, rectangular um, fire log. And uh, you you get a really good fire going this way. It's very very nice. It's only it's not even eight o'clock yet. I'm feeling I'm ready to pack it in. But uh, I wasn't up to beer today at all. So I've uh, I had I had one bottle left of uh, never on Sunday boats or no boats on Sunday. That's it. Very very good um, uh, cider. And uh, so I had a bottle of that, and that did me in. I cheated on supper. I put in a microwave of the uh, um, chicken and uh, pad thai. Eh, you know, they fill you up, but you know it's not really good. 
I, I'm kind of disappointed in myself, but I do have one more piece of shepherd's pie left over, which I'll probably have tomorrow. Um, I just, you know, when you're low on energy like this, you don't want to haul out the uh, propane barbecue or, or, you know, hook up the stove and get that going. And You just, no, you just don't feel like it. Maybe tomorrow I'll have more energy and I'll do something else. But uh, tonight was just a recovery day from uh, the very good quality time I spent with Mr. Wooby. We talked a lot. We talked a lot. Um, I'm just intrigued and, and in admiration of the work he does as a, uh, a social worker. I think that's so important. And there are just so many people in need, sometimes just to be heard or get some advice or, you know, support services, whatever. And uh, that's what he's doing with his life. I think that's quite wonderful. So, leave it at that. I think I'm going to, like I say, turn in early. I'm still reading the book about the man who escaped North Korea. My God. I don't think he's exaggerating, but it is horrific, the conditions they were living under. This false promise of this wonderful paradise for workers, you know, and so inviting Koreans back from Japan. And uh, when they got there, if they had a Japanese mother, they were they were despised. They were spit on for being Japanese who was, of course, the enemy during the war. So a a, a tragic, (laughs) very, very tragic, unhappy tale. I mean, it's almost Shakespearean. It just just goes from one disaster to another. But uh, anyway, plenty to read, plenty to do good. I'm I'm feeling a little bit, uh, you know, there's that expression, down in the dumps, a little down in the dumps, just a little sad, Um, just for, you know, in general, maybe just, you know, re reviewing my life situation. What am I going to do? Uh, when will I have to sell my road trek, you know? Uh, what does the future hold for me um, physically and so on? But I think I'm doing the right thing. I hope I am anyway, but I just uh, still put myself out there, go camping. Um, I arrived at uh, 1 o'clock. 12 o'clock at my one by 12.45 I guess uh, maybe it was one I arrived that's right and by 1.45 I had everything the bed made they plugged in parked nicely backed in just perfect setup so uh, tomorrow I think it'll be nice to have an entirely full day and I don't have to leave until uh, you know maybe after lunch on uh, Tuesday today is uh, Sunday still so Lots of time to uh, chill, read, and uh, make the most. And it's uh, you just—it's the trees again. I'm—I'm I'm in a site of very, very tall trees. It's quite beautiful. I posted a picture on Road Trek Canada. All right, enough of these trivialities. Even people like Mister Wooby get tired of me sometimes. Scarborough dude signing off from uh, a very, very pleasant fire, and uh, I'll just stare into the flames a little longer, and then. Uh, take myself to bed and uh, read for a bit. Nice to have the little, uh, they're not disco lights, but these little, uh, you know, the LCD lights, a nice string of red lights running along the ceiling inside the road track. It makes it very welcoming when you open the door and, ah, I'm home. Bye-bye. Good morning. Uh, my voice is uh, the voice of a man with a cold. Um, 
It's okay. I mean, I'm not suffering. Uh, it's just, well, sore throat. Hmm. Okay. I know what's coming. And uh, now just a lot of blowing my nose and uh, stuffy head. The funniest thing is when I'm uh, dictating emails to Bruce on my iPhone, it's getting the words all wrong because uh, I'm my nasal. Oh, pronunciation. You know, it, anyway. I'm feeling pretty good. I um, went to bed and watched the fire die down. It was really nice. Still got a big piece of charred wood left. Uh, but that new system I have of uh, the, you know, instant home log burners and uh, then toss on some of your own wood is just great. Because I can't wield an axe and, and I can't even handle the big bags of uh, wood they sell you here. Um, and it's cheaper this way. So anyway, uh, that was because I, when they chopped down the birch tree in front of our house, I just said, uh, just save the wood. And I guess they cut it up into uh, pieces and, uh, then when I head off camping, I get my son to, uh, toss a few pieces into the van. All right. That's business taken care of. I listened to uh, Slugger last night, also known as Doug Slater. Uh, my neighbor, Doug, uh, give me a call sometime or text me and say, let's meet for coffee at the local Tim's. It's been a while. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed uh, because he was talking about one thing and my thoughts at the time was, Ken, why can't you do that? Why do you just ramble all over the place, uh, mainly about such inconsequential things like being upset because you didn't give your wife a ride to the shopping mall? Um, you know, focus a little, but, you know, it's got to be clear by now after 16, 17 years, my mind just doesn't work that way. Um, I was also surprised when, um, Mr. Wooby said, oh, I always enjoy your music. A lot of people fast forward through music or skip it, but I always enjoy yours. And I, I have, I think, a good track record of choosing, you know, appropriate music, good music, interesting music, something different. But I haven't been doing that lately because I've been filling up all the goddamn time talking like I am now. So I really should go back to what I used to be, you know, two, three tracks in, in, a, in a podcast. Uh, I'm not going to be influenced by, our, like, the way our American friends have because of the fucking lawyers. Ruining everything. Come on. They're not going to come after somebody who doesn't. You know, you're not making any money, but who knows? It's America. Maybe they would. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying we up here in Canada, I don't think quite have that same degree of fear of corporate lawyers. Maybe that's not true. But anyway, 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 anyway. See, that's that's a perfect example. I get sidetracked. I go off. The, the tongue just starts wagging. <laughs> So let me slow down a little. I've got my beautiful red cup out. I've just made myself a pot of coffee. I, um, yeah, let's let's rewind. I'll get back to Doug in a minute. <sighs> Watched the fire last night. It was it was quite nice and, and stared deeply into it and I had some thoughts. Like all I had for in the way of alcohol was one bottle of uh, No Boats on Sunday cider, which was delicious. Delicious. 
And uh, no dope uh, the night before with Francis, and none yesterday at all. And uh, I'll probably have a gummy or a cookie today. But so I was clear-headed, and I was thinking a lot. I think maybe I, gosh, I think on that last podcast when I was in the distillery district, I um, talked about renovations for our home for the future. I may have. I think I did. I didn't want to, but I did. And I've rethought a lot of that, and uh, I can't see it happening that way. I, I can see if, you know, down the road, it turns out I do uh, need a wheelchair for mobility. I, I hope not. I, I That's that's not inevitable, um, says me. Um, but if it did, yeah, it's possible to make a wheelchair ramp and so on. We've all seen the ads for chair lifts. Anyway, uh, anyway, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that, looking into the future, because uh, I needed to. That's the kind of thing you can do, sitting around a campfire by yourself in the silence. And um, I'm kind of just putting all of that on hold, which is maybe my problem, but I, I'm very much of the opinion that there's a right time to make decisions, and there's haste. And haste ends up costing you more in the long run. I mean, we had plans for paving this side. There's a pathway, redoing that, paving all along there from the driveway, all along the side of the house, so easier access into the uh, the back, fixing up the back step. Um, and I just didn't get around to doing it. I mean, we didn't have the money handy. It would have been, you know, line of credit, I'm sure. Um, but it just, it didn't get done. I didn't see the urgency. I didn't see the need. It was good enough the way it was. Not now. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, had we gone ahead and done it, and it turned out I did need wheelchairs access, the, the whole thing would have had to have been redone at a huge expense because they were going to fix the steps. And the whole point was, no, you need a ramp. So that's just an example that, you know, sometimes you got to put the brakes on. Sometimes you have to hold back. You can't be pushed into decision-making by other people's um, perceptions. And, and so I've got to, sometimes I've got to dig in my heels. Is that right? The one thing I can improve on is uh, being a better listener. We'll work on that. Thank you very much. Anyway, back to Doug. Um, he talked about Wildflower, and I don't know that album. This is by um, a m- m- person I absolutely love, Tom Petty, but I've always known Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I've mentioned before, my probably the best concert I've seen was uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and uh, Bob Dylan at the Budokan in uh, Japan, in Tokyo. That was amazing. Uh, it really, really was good. And um, anyway, so I, I'm I'm a big fan. And, and tragically, when he died, I didn't realize, Doug mentioned last night, he died of a, an accidental drug overdose, which is really, really tragic. I know him through um, the, the um, comedian I like, the Larry Sanders show guy. Um, they were friends. They were neighbors. And they were good friends. And they'd hang out with each other. And I think that was so cool. Uh, but anyway, um, this album, 
So, of course, now I've got to go and see it, and thank you, Doug, for pointing out it's available on YouTube to watch the production of that album. That sounds great. That's going to be top of my list when I get home. Uh, but also, the album, so right away I went to iTunes, and you can get a sample of each song, and nothing nothing jumped out at me. It wasn't the old Rock and Tom Petty that I'm familiar with. These were, And that was the whole point. These were quieter, deeper songs, personal, uh, at a special time in his life. And, wow, 15 songs on an album, isn't that great? New producer. Um, so it's something I'm looking forward to. It's a little thingy in life that, oh. So, of course, I'm going to go and buy it, either the CD, which is my preferred method, so I can play it in the car if I can find it. Oh, I'll check Deja Vu. That's right, I'll check Deja Vu. See if I can get it. In fact, I'll do that today. I'll check. So I'll just simply get it. And give myself the time it, it'll take to um, fall in love with it. So, thanks, Doug. I guess my, my point, really, when I started was um, this podcast, or any podcast, may be more interesting when the uh, podcaster can stay focused a little bit. And and so this is kind of an apology, but hey, if you're still listening, you know what you're getting. Uh, and I don't get a lot of complaints. I just, you know, the, the number of listeners is, uh, you know, uh, low digits. And, and that's to be expected. That's not a problem for me. Uh, but I, I sometimes feel like I need to do a little better. Anyway, those are my thoughts today. It is Monday, September 2nd, I guess. Um, I'm sitting with my feet on a couple of logs in front of the fire. There's a little bit of sun trying to get through these tall pines. They're beautiful tall trees. It's a very nice camp camp spot. They're well separated, although somebody drove in at 8.30 last night in the dark. I had to leave their car headlights on while they pitched their tent, but uh, that ain't a problem. Uh, it is, as I mentioned, walking distance to Mazinaw Lake. I can see it in the distance through the trees, so I'm going to head down there later. Uh, it is a day of, um, I don't know if I ever got around to talking about it. Yeah, I went to bed after the fire, so I was probably in bed by 10. And I uh, dozed off listening to podcasts, as I do, and slept right through till 7 in the morning, like straight through. No getting up for peeing or anything, just solid. And and it's there's something, I don't know what it is, about when I make up the bed here and I've got my favorite old sleeping bag I've had for decades, um, usually unzipped unless it's really cold, windows cracked open, and I just sleep so well. It feels so good. Good. I, I don't know what it is, the, the security of it, the, the coziness, I guess, because you're enclosed, you know, in this not very wide space. <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I thought of that, too. I think if my wife was camping with me, I would not be able to burp like that. I mean, it, it just to her, burping is just so, it's rude. It's just unpleasant. I think if, if a visitor, you know, like my cousin Ollie, her nephew-in-law, Ollie, did it. She might laugh, but not for me. Anyway, I don't know. That's a little aside. That That's the brain, right? My, my son pointed out, uh, you know. And uh, even Francis, uh, you know, maybe ADD is not a, um, 
and an accurate description. Maybe it's pretty vague in the terms, but neurodivergent. And so, uh, Lord praise the neurodivergence. I'm one of them. The brain just doesn't work the same way a lot of other people's brains work. Uh, And that's obvious from what's going on here right now and the way I've lived my life. And somehow I've been lucky enough and developed the compensation and the skills needed to get through. But now I'm at a point where I'm looking at my life and uh, wondering, well, what could I do better? I think that was the nature of our uh, the discussion with Francis. There's some people who probably think everything is just fine the way it is and have no inclination or even awareness that they could continue to grow as a person. Uh, and I think I'm overdue a, a growth spurt. I think it has to happen quickly. I think there has to be something. And maybe... Circling right back, because everything ties in, believe it or not. You might not know it, but I know it. Uh, things connect. As much as it sounds like I'm rambling in all directions, no, things tie together. Um, the mushrooms, it may be that I need a course of mushrooms. Uh, gosh, would it be today? Should I fry up a little? Should I try and cook some today? And uh, trip out. I mean, this is a, a very nice place. It's pretty damn safe. I don't have to go anywhere until, uh, you know, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at the latest. But uh, So I've got, I've got time to, uh, to get myself back together. Uh, but, uh, gosh, I don't know. Safer just to take half a gummy or uh, see what kind of cookie I got left in the fridge. <laughs> so stay tuned. We will be on an adventure. I will probably record to you once again when I'm a little bit other-minded. Other-minded. Huh. Is that a good title? Other-minded? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That fits in with neurodivergent as well and uh, themes of LSD and uh, talking about other people like Doug staying focused. Although Doug might <laughs> question that himself too. But uh, on this one you did, Doug. And thank you for uh, turning me on to... Um, Tom Petty and uh, Wildflower, which I have yet to discover and will. Scarborough dude, signing out, going to finish my coffee and uh, sit here contentedly, peacefully, quietly. And uh, I'm going to try to finish off this damn book about the man escaping North Korea. It's a bit repetitious. Like it is, every single page is the hell of North Korea. I think every single aspect. But it really does sound like it. It's, you know, boy, uh, you read a book like uh, Papillon or see the movie and, and you're describing hell in a, in a, an island prison or something. This sounds very, very similar. Just people dying left and right, including infants and uh, constant hunger and uh, threats of police keeping tabs on you and, uh, and always still being hated for being uh, Japanese. Yeah, back I go. Scarborough Dude signing out. Uh, Take care and uh, look after yourselves. And if you think it's time for you to make a bit of personal growth in your life to uh, maybe go and take a walk and think about what is it I could do a little better, um, then I encourage you, give it a shot. Bye for now.
Okay, I think we're going. I'm uh, sitting on the point, only this time on a bench. I've got my, uh, I've been sitting on for at least half an hour on my uh, partways. That's the name I've come up for this, uh, this mobility device I have, my partways. Meaning, I'm only partways there. My partways, I like that. I I mean, I think it sticks. At first I, I, you know, got my iPhone out. Oh, I better write that down before I forget. And I thought, no, that's that's stupid. That's pretty corny. Uh, but now that I've told you about it, I, I like that name, Partways. This is my Partways. And uh, anyway, that shows... Hey, probably, actually, that's a, that's a good lead-in because, in fact, I am not Partways. I think I'm pretty well as far as I want to get there. Thank you very much. I just had a quarter of that cookie, and oh, my goodness. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a CBD or the THC one, and... Uh, very soon realized it was the THC one. So uh, that was pretty exciting. I had to abandon my book. I don't want to read about the Cold War and uh, the tensions in the world today. My goodness, why did I pick that book? And uh, of course the one (laughs) written from the Escape from Korea is just so depressing. Every single page, boy. I'm sure this was very therapeutic for that man writing it. It was originally written in Japanese, and this is the translation. Um, I'm curious to know how it went over in Japan. I'll have to ask my wife. Anyway, uh, yeah, so here I am sitting on a bench watching the kayakers and canoes come in. Uh, Two people went out on on paddle boards, uh, and the woman, I guess to describe, uh, the best way to describe the bottom part of her bathing suit it was 90% missing, at least 90% missing, maybe a little higher than that. So, uh, quite cheeky, but quite brave of the two of them. They just got out. These are young people. And I was, oh, my God, this is like a tar- Star Trek episode. These are like aliens from another planet. These are healthy, young, fit people just getting out on a paddleboard and battling the entire width of the, uh, of the lake, you know, totally carefree, standing up on these things and... Uh, or are they kneeling? Yeah, they're standing. Anyway, here comes another inflatable canoe and uh, kayaks coming in. I spent a great deal of time talking to man beside me, and he got out of his uh, kayak and parked it, and we started talking. Howdy! Great day to be out on the lake. Excellent. So, uh, it was almost aggressive on their part insisting we talk um, anyway yeah I got uh, that cookie and uh, got quite high and I had to leave my campsite come down here and I'm by the lake and so I've been engaged in this conversation with a uh, a civil servant three years from retirement in uh, the Ottawa area in what was UIC but has a lot of toys. Uh, and funny, he got out of his kayak. So here's the story. Got out of his kayak, and uh, and I congratulated him. What a great way! And I immediately launched into how much I hate sedus uh, because of the the noise and the pointlessness and the kayak. It's a way to go. And then he answered, "Oh, I got one of those too." And then we later found out he not only had that, but he had a, a boat with a sixty horsepower, and then he had one of these uh, kind of pontoon boats, and. Uh, a number of other the old trailer of course car he's meanwhile tenting here with his girlfriend which is also brave mm. 
anyway, uh, yeah, so that was a conversation I was plugged into. We talked about the old-time bars that are no longer there, the 70s, you know, and um, yeah, it's a, a civil conversation in agreement on a number of things. Anyway, moving on. So the sun is shining again on the rock. And this is a picture I have in my... I think it's hitting my Facebook page, or maybe not. Somewhere I have it as a background. The exact view I've got now. Holy shit. And being this high makes it all the more beautiful, incredible. This chiseled rock. Oh, my God. And the green overtaking it, like, just aggressively growing over life form rock. <sighs> my goodness. Like, what a wonderful place to be. What a wonderful place to be, and what, how wonderful to have access to this at, at what is not an unreasonable price. The concept of uh, camping, you know, provincially and federally, and sometimes municipally operated campsites. Anyway, anyway, I guess I should stop this now. I'm uh, Otherwise, I'll start rattling on. And, uh, enjoy the scene. I don't know if I'll dig out either of those books. I'll engage with anybody else who wants to uh, sit beside me on this bench, but sometimes when you're on the bench it's as if uh, nobody wants to approach. Alright. We're going to end there. No jokes. Just uh, just a short uh, what do you call it? A segment filler. Of course you can call it that if you want. But, uh, no, just a check-in. This is a check-in. You're checking in with Ken. Checking in with Ken. Ken's doing quite all right. Thank you very much. Uh, And I will uh, probably keep this road trek until um, it's... Well, for for sure the deadline would be when it's no longer safe for me to operate. That would be the deadline. No, or that be the soonest uh, possible time for uh, me giving it up. I don't know how that works. Anyway, I'm uh, glad to be in it, glad to be here, glad to be camping, glad to be high, glad to be uh, sharing a little of my life with you people. Because, my God, it can beat up on you. I know, I know. Some people would say that's that's a silly thing to say. What do you know about being beaten up? Oh, come on. Uh, Anyway, anyway, um, I think we're going to move on. I think I'm going to stop this and uh, just sit here like a zombie for a while, if you don't mind. Or do you want to to enjoy the silence with me? All right, let's start with that. I won't shut down. I'll just uh, keep the recording on, but I'm not going to talk. Well, the day has taken an unexpected turn. Starting off with that um, quarter cookie. I uh, don't know if I mentioned when a lady who was standing at the water's edge said, uh, my friend told me to come back at 6.15. And... uh, I replied, if somebody said that to me, I'd say, fuck you. Which I thought was quite funny. 
then I had to sort of backtrack a little and say, because I'm camping and I don't like to keep track of time. But uh, anyway, after that, she left long ago, I uh, decided I had to stay until at least 6.15. Couldn't leave because maybe something did happen at 6.15. And sure enough, it did. And it was worth my stay. I could have left at 6.10 and missed everything that happened. But instead what happened was three girls came up to me. Girls who I had heard in the water earlier bobbing around and laughing. <coughs> Girls who apparently were uh, told to keep it down last night as they were partying and quite loud. Anyway, three very sweet uh, teenage girls. I assume they're teenagers. They certainly seem to be from Perth. Um, asked if the sun had set, and I said, I'm afraid it's uh, too late because, um, you know, the clouds have covered up. And and just then, of course, the clouds seemed to have shifted and moved, and uh, the whole wall, a wall of rock that I've been staring at, um, just came to life in color. And I said, oh, no, you weren't too late. Um, now, I gotta, you gotta tell, I gotta tell you, no, you don't have to tell me, I have to tell you. I'm still high at this point, and pleasantly so, just in a good frame of mind. I've been talking to everybody who's come by that bench. But the encounter with these three young girls was especially pleasant, because they were just eager and young and keen and happy to talk to some old man. Now, to my, I wouldn't say my shame, but I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say I... I tried my best to present myself as Mr. Cool, you know. It wasn't long, well, it was towards the end of the conversation, but I made sure it did come out at one point. I've lived, I've been to Africa, and I've, I've lived in Japan, and, you know, played those cards, which is, which, you know, it's cheap, you know, I shouldn't be doing that, but I, I, I felt I needed the credibility. I'm not just this old man with a walker down by the beach who can't get back up the hill. So, uh, anyway, thank you um, once again, Mr. Francis Awubi. That would be Francis Awubi, spelled just the way it sounds, uh, for the Squeaky Wheel. This is a kick-and-push brewing company, a Heifenweisen, uh, a Heifenweisen. And it's, uh, it's very nice, and it was just the beer I wanted. I knew when I was down there, oh, when I go back, because I haven't had a beer since I left your place, right? I haven't had a beer since that lager. Anyway, when I go back, I'm going to have a beer. And I know which beer it's going to be. It's going to be the Hyphenweizen. And uh, that's what I'm drinking now. It's nice. It wouldn't be my first choice of beer. But for this time, right now, when I really need to wake my mouth up with a new flavor, this is exactly the right beer. It's got a strong, distinctive enough taste that it's, it's setting off the taste buds and uh, saying, hey, this is new. So thank you, Francis. Uh, yeah, coincidence, the girls are from Perth. And uh, so they invited, so we talked, and we talked about importance of friendship, and there was a pair of sisters and cousin, and uh, they all loved each other, and they all had different experiences, but they all wanted a better world, and uh, we, we just had a conversation, a really nice conversation. And um, I let on that I was high, of course, and really enjoying the colors of the the rock and the sun, setting sun. And um, then they started about, hey, they're going to party. We wanted to party last night. There was nobody around to talk to. And uh, so I suggested eventually that why don't I come over to their place? They're going to party tonight. It's just down the hill from it. It's very close. <coughs> Excuse me. Very close. Um, and I said, well, you know, I might be crazy enough to do that. And I thought, oh, do I want to go down that hill in the dark at night? 
And uh, I said, well, I'll see how I'm feeling later. And then they said, oh, where are you? And I pointed out where the van was, just up the hill. They could see it from there. And uh, they said, oh, or we can come visit you. And I said, yeah, you can do that. So I have the feeling. She said, anytime after 7.30? And I said, sure, that's fine. So I had the feeling three young ladies will be joining me around my fire tonight. And I think that's kind of a cool turn of events, don't you think so? I mean, it's all perfectly... Uh, it's just, it's it, the conversation was about how people are afraid to talk to each other these days. And uh, they were grateful for growing up in a small town. I said, Perth is not a small town, but... Anyway, it was uh, it was nice and it will uh, will prove to be nice. So between now, which is about, what, 7 p.m. on the uh, Monday night, oddly enough, my wife just phoned me to see if I was home. She's still at work. And I said, no, no, I'm not home till Tuesday. I thought I had told her where I guess. But it was it was very nice to hear her voice. It was so friendly. Hi, Ken. It was, just, it was nice. It was very nice. I said, no, no, I won't do it. Oh, okay. So that's cool. That's kind of cool. So anyway, uh, my that's, uh, that's where I'm at. So what I've got to do now within you know a little while, maybe finish a little more of this beer, is I think stick another meal in the microwave. I think that would be a good idea. And uh, I have supper. should put on a little deodorant too. I really stink from that walk up and down the hill. But uh, boy, was that ever worth it. So, this is yours truly, the Scarbo Dude, on adventures, on adventures. Oh, I did make another mistake. I told them, uh, they asked my name, I said Ken. And then I said, I have another name on social media, it's Scarbo Dude. And then they said, what? I said, Scarbo Dude, I have a podcast, nobody ever likes it, and I never hear from them again after they've listened. All the apologetic stuff I do all the time, it's all part of the drill. And, um... And then right away realized that was a stupid thing to do, because if they were to listen to the one previous to this, you know, oh, let's check this out. Oh, there it is. Let's check this out. Uh, they'd be very disappointed. Oh, my God. This guy's talking about he's driving in his car on the highway, and he's talking about leaving his wife at home. What's going on? That's not very interesting. So, no, they didn't talk like that. They wouldn't sound like that. I'm just projecting a little here that uh, I'm embarrassed about my own. You know, it, it would be nice if this was a podcast that people actually, more people, actually want to listen to. The ones who do listen to it, I think, actually, generally speaking, like it, or they wouldn't keep coming back. But um, I don't think it's a, an easy entry for uh, for new people, which is fine. Yeah, I would I would not, uh, if I went to the um, brewery, uh, this is not my favorite kind of beer. I would not order one of these. It's good for now. Thank you very much. Yes, and Francis was quite insistent that I take two more cans with me, the ones I didn't have. So I am looking forward to it, because I think after this is going to be a stronger pale ale. So those are the beers I'm going to get through first. If I have another one after this, and I think I'd be uh, highly unlikely that I will not have another beer. So I've got the uh, the piece of wood set out, ready to light. I could, I could light, I'm not going to light the fire yet. I'm going to do that uh, in just a little while. I think I'll get something to eat first. So anyway, this is your truly, this carpet dude, bringing you up to date with... Uh, Big exciting news. It would be fun to have the uh, the young girls around here. And, you know, eventually they'll probably get bored and head off. But uh, for now, it's good. I don't think I need or should have any more weed. Although I've got a roach sitting right here in the cup holder. I might just do that because it's a roach. I don't have to 
offer it or anything because I wouldn't want to do that. That would be pushing things. Wouldn't want to be accused of corrupting youth. And girls, if you've ever heard this, well, thank you for being open and friendly and being brave enough to talk to a stranger and, and for recognizing, more than that, for recognizing that this is what we need more of, right? We need a world where people aren't afraid of each other. We're too uptight to let your guard down. Scarborough Dude, signing off. didn't wake anybody up in the park. I've already had a uh, caution from the ranger. Truck slowly came by, stopped. Park ranger kind of announced himself, I'm the park ranger. I can hear you from the other side of the park. So uh, we apologized and uh, I said I'd be sending the ladies home shortly. Um, my last words before the group hug was this is magic this is magic and my encounter with these five young ladies age 19 to 22 here at my campsite sorry I'm eating nuts um was magic it was the most incredible experience to have happened on a day that was already um, sorry, I'll stop eating nuts after this last one. Um, very special. That's the last one. They were amazing. They were all different. They were lovely, each in their own way. One had a sad story that I gave some very strong advice. Get the fuck away from that guy. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but, my God, how much richer my day has been. Because I was open, and they were open, to talking with each other. At the park, at the, at the, at the boat launch area, as I was just leaving the bench. And only because, after making that, what I thought was a very clever remark to the lady who said, I have to come back at 6.15. Um, I knew I had to stay till at least 6.15 to see, well, is she going to come back and what's going to happen? And um, I started to walk away, but right after that, met these three girls on the hill who said, are we too late for sunset? And I said, I know, I know I've repeated this part. I'm just refreshing your memory. It, it just, we just connected in the nicest possible way. And they gave me their campsite, and I gave them mine. And would it be okay if we came up to your site? And we just had the most wonderful evening together, talking to each one of these people, not just me, launching into uh, 
why I'm special. Although, they did buy my two books. I'm thrilled about that. This was a, a bonus. Now, I'm sitting inside Sal. The red lights are on, the ceiling lights I strung up, you know, so it looks kind of cool. It's just lit up on the inside with this nice string of red lights going along the wall, up at the ceiling. And I'm sitting in the chair, third passenger seat, and these two lovely young ladies are sitting just kind of at the floor, looking up at me, very happy (laughs) and excited to know I put two books out. Now, how did that make me feel? That made me feel so god damn good. So fuck, I had such a big fucking smile. I and and I said you're just angels. You're just this is such beauty just looking down at you these young people. Now, of course. It's not just about being high. That didn't hurt because it just made me receptive to all of this. But just the joy of connecting with complete strangers. 60, I mean, what, 60, 19, 16, 17, you know, 55 years younger than me or so. Wow, how much fun is that? And to hear their stories and their backgrounds and where they're from and hear about their parents and their grandparents, it, it, it has been so incredibly special. And I am just so grateful. And the feeling was mutual. The beautiful part of it was they felt just as good. Yeah, we're glad we met you. And look at you. I'm sure glad I met you. This is fun. Uh, I know. (laughs) Tone it down, dude. Get serious. Well, I am serious. It was magic. It was was real magic. Um, God. It was so nice to be with somebody young. Wow. Wow. And fun. And open. You know? It was a blast. And they were looking for a party. They found the whole this whole campsite is so quiet. Now of course, mind you, it did result in the ranger coming by to say, Hey guys. There's a little noise going on here. So that that's what we knew. They were trying to leave anyway and they uh Um Ashley wasn't going to and then the others came up to get Ashley then they found out they'd burned all their wood. I'd asked them to go and get me some wood. <laughs> well, no. I kindly asked, you know, if you have any more wood, maybe you can bring that back. But they were uh, they were sorry to say they'd burned it all. Uh, but then they stayed for another half hour. So, uh, honestly, it was it was just so nice. And a little group hug. I'm just sitting in my little chair here, and I say, and I just call for a group hug, and it was just such a nice group hug. It was so beautiful. It was so wonderful. Honest, 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 honest. This is weird. Like, this is, this is, you know, magic sometimes. Yeah, I know it sounds silly to say, you know, magic can happen. Well, don't make fun of me. Except what I'm saying right now. I had just the most fabulous fucking evening. And it was all totally unprepared, unscripted, unexpected. And that's what made it magic. It wasn't planned. It just happened because we all thought, hey, let's hang out together. This will be fun. And it was.
All right. I hope you catch my drift. Can understand why I'm so excited about tonight and why I'm trying to be a little quieter now because I don't want that ranger coming by. I promised. I said, no, no, we'll, uh, you, you won't have to stop by again. And, and I mean that. Um, by the way, Francis, the uh, last beer I had of the uh, Kick and Push uh, was the um, the other pale ale, which I guess was a little stronger. It might go down as my favorite of the bunch. I can't remember the name. I could uh, provide you with that later if you needed to know that. But it was, a, I mean, you were talking, you had two or three pale ales and... Uh, one I didn't have, and that's the one you gave me, and it was good. Now I'm drinking a kind of a pumpkin ale, which is... Eh, pumpkin ales are never... You know, they're always a little bit... A little bit what? I don't know, they may have a zip. No, that's very fair. I mean, it is a, it is a... Yeah, it's what you'd expect of a pumpkin ale. That's exactly what it is. Ooh! That's what I'd expect about pumpkin ale. By the way, did I tell you uh, Deja Vu has already contacted me by email and they will they are holding or they will deliver the um, the disc I ordered. Um, what was it? Wild Flowers? Wild Flower, I think. Um, to their uh, Scarborough... Uh, deja vu disc. The guy there has been there forever. He's very, very nice. And I'm, I'm happy to go back in and chat with him once again and pick up the new Tom Petty disc that I only know about from listening to none other than Doug Slater. Thank you, Doug. And I hope you appreciate me giving you all these accolades and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, it just, uh, it's all, again, part of that greater magic. It's there, if you look for it. Not wanting to sound like a jerk, but uh, it's time to sign off. i got to finish this beer. It's gonna, I'll be up for another half hour. i got just a few flames left of the fire. I might do a little poking and see. People left me a poker, so I didn't have to get the Yukon poker, or the uh, Huron poker out of the trunk, but... Anyway, Scarborough Dude, signing off. Talk to you later. Bye for now. And uh, boy, if any one of you happens to be one of the five young ladies who was here tonight and are hearing this, can't remember your names, but, uh, you know, you are all special. And it was so nice to meet you. And I hope as we laughed about and joked about and talked about to meet you again sometime. Bye for now. From my little campfire here at uh, Bon Echo. Well, there I am eating nuts again. Mm. Bye for now. Okay. We're off. Well, I'll be off. It is 11.30 in the morning, Tuesday, October 3rd, I guess, and uh, I'm sitting here with my second cup of coffee, enjoying it, Um, but more importantly, oh my god, I know it may have sounded a bit silly the way I went on last night about all the magic and everything, but... (laughs) 
it was at the time magic, uh, fun, uh, joy, laughter, and just engagement. I guess engagement is a good word. Um, so, anyway, the deal was they kept saying, well, you, you come down and have breakfast with us. You know, we'll come get you at 9 or something. Well, 9 o'clock I woke up in the van and uh, not feeling all that great. It definitely was not the time for me to be getting out of bed. I don't think that happened till after 10. And then just very gradually pop my pills and glass of apple juice and uh, I put on my CD that I've been playing lately it's the one from the tape that Nelco gave me, Eric Clapton's Behind the Sun which I've talked about before and every song brings back that time of my life when I was so absolutely enraptured by this young lady, Nelco. Uh, just everything about her. And, you know, we were separated for quite a while. And it was during that period I'd go off on my bicycle and listen to this tape on my Iowa tape player, cassette player. And it still brings back that magic and I hear Clapton's voice and those songs are all, to me, they're all love songs. And it was always, you know, the connection I had with Noko. So that's a wonderful way to uh, be just slowly getting started in the morning inside your road trek. And you've got the uh, CD player on and uh, you're just enjoying the music as you slowly get the dishes washed and coffee made. Anyway, 10 or so, I open the door. I see a plastic tray on the door full of food. Now, this doesn't happen very often when you're camping, but uh, you open your door, and there's a... Um, I'm still holding the empty container now. Four sausages, a pile of... Um, what do you call it? The When you chop up the eggs and you fry them. And, um, you know, that was just wonderful. And scrambled eggs and bacon. Like, whoa. And a little note. I'll read you the note because I, I was just so touched by it. Ken, thank you for everything. Enjoy the rest of your trip. And go find the others. We will stay connected on Facebook. Thank you for the books. Allie, Ashley, and Taylor. <laughs> oh, it is just filling me with so much joy still. I mean, how kind of them. You know, I know they had to be. You know, I would have thought in rough shape this morning, although, mind you, they are, they are young. They, they bounce back quicker than we do, but... Um, <coughs> I think there was a fair amount of alcohol consumed last night. And anyway, um, they made breakfast, as they promised. And here they are. They didn't want to disturb me. So they delivered it and just left it outside my door on my walker. And uh, I'm just just blown away by that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You lovely young ladies. So, uh, yeah. going to keep that note. 
I might even uh, keep the uh, plastic container I came in if I don't see them before they leave. I think they were packing up this morning. I'm not quite ready to go. I guess I'm aiming for one. That doesn't give me much time, but I can probably enough time to get down to the water once more to stare at my favorite uh, cliffside. That's the that's the thing you see here. It, it's just you know I would if I'm coming back to Bon Echo, I have to be in this area. I have to be walking distance to uh, to the cliffs. I was the last time. Anyway, um, yeah, so I don't have much more to say. I'm just going to sit here and uh, enjoy. The sun has broken through these tall pines, so I'm sitting in the direct sunlight, which is nice. I think I'll read a little more of my never-ending escape from Korea, that dark, tragic, sad story. Um, I'm guessing he will have had to have left his family behind and the deal, I think, with North Korea is if you, uh, your family will get punished for your wrongdoing. So I don't know how he's going to deal with that, but we'll find out at the end of the book. So this is me, Ken, continuing his audio journal. I should call it that instead of a podcast. <sighs> Feeling blessed, blessed. And uh, I think I'll enjoy the uh, slow drive home. I'm, boy, I'm going to be, uh, yeah, down 41 to 7. And I think I'll take 7 all the way towards Peterborough. Cut down the 115 onto the 401 and uh, be home before supper time. First thing I do when I have to get home is, man, throw the, uh, the dirty clothes bag into the laundry hamper and have a shower before Naoko gets home. All right, that's it. You're up to date. Thank you once again, you lovely young ladies, for uh, for the connection. Find the others indeed. Bye for now.